0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Foo Fighters, Love Dies Young, a song that hits a little different since the passing of Taylor Hawkins at age 50, of course. Drummer for the Foo Fighters, but before he was in the Foo's, he was the drummer for Alanis Morissette.
2: When it came time to go on
1: tour, we auditioned tons of people. Alanis put the band together from tryouts. And we
0: played, and I could play it really loud and she didn't give a so... The botcherous tour I've ever done in my life was with Alanis Morissette. I mean, it was literally 18 months of just, where are we? Huh. We were with the Foo Fighters a lot of the time. We finished that last show in Hawaii, and that's when I heard on the radio that Foo Fighters were looking for a drummer, and I knew I'd better figure out my next move. I remember calling her, and she cried. Then I felt like I was leaving her. I was full devastated.
1: Last night in London, Ontario, Alanis performed and during the show she dedicated a song to Taylor Hawkins. I think that was the loudest I heard the crowd all night when mm-hmm. Taylor's picture appeared on the screen behind Alanis Morissette. because yeah, they were playing she had a video
0: going on behind her the whole show and I was like, is that Taylor? Like you see glimpses of him inside of his head and stuff like that. I, like, I think that was Taylor Hawkins, and then at the end, yeah, they put the big placard up that said, you know, from this date to this date, R.I.P. And it, was, it got a huge pop from the crowd
1: Alanis also alluded to the fact that things were pretty wild back in the day oh no, like, i didn't hear that oh she's like it's it's amazing that some of us, that any of us are still here <laughs> <laughs> but you think about it she would have been in her early 20s same yeah. as taylor back when they did that to her can you imagine jim the world is your oyster well, You're no the biggest who, album in the world at
0: age 22. And the fans are majority ladies. You're a dude drummer. You know you are on top of the world in that moment. <laughs> the
1: most debaucherous tour I've ever been on was <laughs> with Alanis Morissette, just, Taylor Hawkins. Just a
0: side note here. I didn't know Alanis played the harmonica on all those songs, too. I, I guess it's obvious not thinking about it, but she was rocking the harmonica last night. It sounded awesome, and I had no idea it was her playing on all those songs. Unless there was a studio musician harmon- harmonicist uh, on the album cuts, but she was doing it live and it was dope. Yeah,
1: she was rocking the harmonica just all over the stage too. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting her steps in, as I said. She's fit. She crushed had, it. She had cameras over here, cameras over there. running back and forth. It was a ton of fun. Uh, the crowd loved it. It wasn't just Atlantis. You had the Beaches uh, performing in Harris Park in London last night. You had uh, Garbage, who did a fantastic job. Crash Test Dummies. Now, we've got another hammered concert review for you here. We like to talk to people who have been into the uh, loudmouth soup, as they call it. <laughs> they do? <laughs> Oh, Grandpa's loudmouth soup. Loudmouth <laughs> <laughs> soup. Yeah. So we we like to talk to people who've had a couple um, alcoholic beverages, and I just want to before we play this clip, got to tell tell you what the beaches were wearing. Like they're doing the color coordinated thing. So each beaches member. Wears a different colored outfit. Yeah, like
0: a primary color, generally,
1: like a, a basic one, one. Yeah, yeah. A blue one, a yellow, yellow one. Yeah. So just keep that in mind here while you're listening to this.
0: It's time for another Hammer Concert Review.
2: Taz, Taz oh, wants to interview you. This is real Taz. Taz, wants, tis, Taz wants to interview
1: you. I want to interview both of you. Hi. Okay. Hi. Uh, Hi. What are your names, guys? My name's Tom. This is Michelle. 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 How was the show? Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Delightful. What was Sorry. the highlight? Uh, the, the final song. The, you the blast. The whole thing. I'm you of mess you made when you didn't have. <laughs> and, ah, he, that's the song You're That's the high good. That good Jimmy, yeah, a, yeah. Nice.
0: That's what you look like. What do you for? think of the opening
1: acts? How was yeah. garbage? Uh, garbage? Garbage was awesome Garbage f***ing pulled the, the through beaches, The beaches garbage, were really well sh- sh- The beaches sh- sh- were sh- sh- really sh- sh- good We weren't even here for the beaches okay. Garbage <laughs> pulled through Garbage was actually fan Hold on, were you guys not here for the beaches? Yeah, we were here for the beaches. We saw the nips. We talked about their um, (laughs) their their what they were wearing, their outfits. I said,
2: I said to her, "I'm like, what color would you wear? What color, color Michelle?
0: What jelly bean would you be? What
2: color would what color would I chose
0: red? I chose red. I
2: thought I'd do a fuchsia." Because there's nothing, <laughs> nothing purple on the whole thing. You would look good in fuchsia. No, I wouldn't. You'd Didn't you think the beaches kind
1: of look like the the rock and wiggles up there with the different colors? You know? don't. No, know no, means. not at all. Not I at all. You guys nope. do not have kids at home, young kids? Home. No. We do no. not have children. I know I look old, but I'm not that old. Okay. I'm not as old as you. I don't have any kids. <laughs> don't. Why? why? Heard, you gotta judge you. I'm you and Jim got kids. Jim has no kids. no No, no kids. but yeah. I do good. have kids. I gotta go. got to go. new bride. We know. We know. Yeah, yeah. We we're okay. just know. This. Hey, but I love you guys. I apologize, but thank you very much. Yeah, right. You want to know who the fuck yeah. Whatever. This we is are. Dangerous. You don't even know. <laughs> Thank you for censoring oh the final yeah. swear word. Yeah. Yeah. And not the first 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's a uh, free for The whole concert was f- amazing.
0: concert review. What a tag team, Tom and Michelle. Date night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of the outfits, my buddy said that the lead singer, he pointed it out, I was like, You're bang on, that the lead singer looked like Tia Carrera in Wayne's World when they're singing Ballroom Blitz, which you got the bright red jumpsuit yes. on.
1: I was like, You like absolutely. a similar, a similar uh, get up yeah. there. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim listening area getting some international attention. <laughs> Burlington, Ontario. Let me guess, good attention? <laughs> I I find it entertaining, uh, but I'm not one of the neighbors involved in this dispute. You may have seen this story on CHCH television. They did a report on the uh, dildo-covered raccoon house (laughs) a couple days ago. Uh, So neighbors in Burlington, there was a tree overhanging a yard. It always starts with the branches from a tree coming into someone's yard. Typical. Tree was dead. Uh, One couple wanted the neighbor to to cut the tree down, said they were going to help them pay for it. Uh, There was some sort of dispute. Bylaw officer was called, and the neighbor with the tree in their yard uh, had to pay to get the the tree removed, partially, so there was still a big stump. So Mm. what they did to get revenge was they installed a raccoon house, kind of like a dog house, on the top of the, the tree stump, And they painted it bright pink and covered it with various sex toys. (laughs) Bit of an eyesore. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) A number of chimneys coming off of that house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There, You know, it would have been annoying enough to just have a raccoon house there to attract the raccoons. Yeah. But plus all the sex toys, and they're all various sizes, too. I saw a picture in the Hamilton Spectator. And it's hilarious looking. One's rainbow colored, you know, one's blue, one's purple. The weird thing is, the upset neighbors who didn't put the display up took a picture with their heads right beside it. Look at it. <laughs> and they're like, space. okay, stand beside the sex toy raccoon house and don't
1: smile. This will be on record forever now. Look angry about it. <laughs>
2: yeah, Why?
1: I want to know, did you go and buy all those sex toys to put them on the raccoon house, or did you already have them? I see a little wear and tear. These look like (laughs) previously enjoyed. It is a real smorgasbord of of sex toys up there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyways, so this raccoon house, sex toy covered raccoon house in Burlington, Ontario, uh, got the uh, attention of Jimmy Kimmel's show. Kimmel is off, filling in guest host Anthony Anderson from the show Blackish, had this to say last night on the program.
2: I'd like to take a quick moment to recognize some creativity that happened north of the border in Canada, because I think this might be history's funniest way to mess with your neighbors.
1: Burlington resident Linda Lee says her morning routine has been disrupted by a display that cannot be missed from her kitchen window. The raccoon house sitting at the corner of their backyard is decorated with various sex toys stuck to its roof. It was put there by their neighbor after a dispute over a tree. The Lee say the display has negatively impacted their family and social lives, putting a damper on a recent birthday party they hosted for Linda's mom's 91st birthday. (laughs)
2: Go grab yourself a butt plug. <laughs> in, the,
1: uh, in the CHCH news story, there's a, a picture of the entire family in the backyard. Like, cornhole is, is out on the grass. They, they got the uh, lawn chairs there all sitting around in a circle with 91-year-old grandma. <laughs> and the dildo raccoon house <laughs> It just stands out like a, yeah. like a sore thumb or a sore something else in the background there. Why can't I
0: find my glass? Sis. you don't need them grandma
1: <laughs>
0: i looked at the i looked up i look i found out if they were used or or, or uh, new uh the neighbors admitted that though that they bought them from china
1: so they are new at, okay. at the very least right yeah and apparently during that party they had in the backyard somebody ripped the raccoon house down so it has been Damaged and torn down no, no shock there Yeah The owners of the house say It wasn't us There was a lot of 20 uh, year olds at the party Who were drinking And we couldn't control What they were doing but.
0: <laughs> That thing is gonna go back up And reinforce twice
1: as sturdy You know <laughs> All the raccoons In the neighborhood Are smiling <laughs> <laughs> Got some car news Okay Cars Your Cars so, a company in Germany just unveiled a new front suspension called Easy Turn. This will let you turn your front wheels to 80 degrees in either direction, and it's designed to help people parallel park. Hmm. So, you can basically just go sideways into a spot instead of. Do you like that idea?
0: In theory, I like it because it was like you'd see that on movies about the future, and I'm like, that would be handy. Uh-huh. But it's not that difficult to parallel park. If you want to pay for it, go ahead, but it's completely unnecessary.
1: I find that parallel parking is a good test, and it lets people know uh, what kind of. What kind of people they're dealing with? Like someone like who you can't, want to roll up and impress? Someone who can't parallel park? You don't want to be friends with them, do you?
0: No, no. Oh, dude, if your buddy has to get out, switch seats, and then you got to parallel park for him, he's no longer your friend.
1: And the satisfaction when you do a nice parallel park, especially if you're on a one-way street and you're parallel parking on on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm, know, because it's backwards. Yeah, it's it, 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 there's just. You get to stand back and admire
0: your work afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you put it in park, you get a quote Ace Ventura, like a glove. I like a
1: glove. I, s- I say it
0: every time. <laughs> My girlfriend rolls her
1: eyes, but I have to say it every time. <laughs> so that's coming for cars. This also could become a trend if this takes off. BMW has been toying with this idea for a while. They want to start charging monthly subscriptions for certain digital options in their cars, including heated seats. That is outrageous. So if you want your heated seats to work, you're going to have to buy a subscription. Yeah. They already
0: work the car has the capability of turning them on but it refuses to unless you give them more money they've been doing this in video games for a while where the whole video game will be on the dv or like on the blu-ray or the disc whatever and it, all the information is there because hackers can see it yeah. But you have to pay to unlock like 30 percent of the remaining game
1: it's a scam yeah well it's being tested right now in korea i don't know how cold does it get in korea I don't know, but after watching Squid Game, like, do
0: not mess with them.
1: (laughs) It gets cold though; they ski and stuff. Right? They they uh, need to pay for heated seats, (sighs) and you know they're gonna jack the price up in the winter time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh sorry, this is surge pricing. (laughs) Exactly. What
0: surge? It's my vehicle. Nobody else is a part of it. (sighs) (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me. It seems crazy. It's disgusting. It's it's a complete scam. And it's going to keep happening, 100%. Maybe if it was like a super cheap car, but it's a BMW. Yeah, you're paying for the luxury. It, yeah, if it was like a K car and you got the basic
1: you know, basic package or something like that, and then you could upgrade it. You're already paying through the keister for your car, and now your keister's going to be freezing.
0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: How many high-profile athletes need to get stuck at Pearson Airport before that place starts running smoothly. <laughs> You'll remember a couple weeks back we were talking about Ryan Whitney, the Pink Whitney founder. Sure, sure. Former NHLer Spittin' Chicklets. Spitting Chicklets podcast. He was stuck at Pearson for over 24 hours and he was not happy about it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so in shock at this place. It is the biggest disgrace known to man. And after he posted that video on social media, went viral, uh, a lot of regulations, some of the COVID stuff was dropped, and it really seemed like Ryan Whitney's uh, social media post was kind of the catalyst to make some of these changes happen and improve things a little bit Mm -hmm. at Pearson Airport, but apparently they are not perfect still. Another sports star, Stuck at Pearson this week, Jim. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was just at the finals in Wimbledon. Nick Kiergos, Am I? I hope I'm saying that right. I kind of forget how to pronounce his last name. I I say it quick like that. But yeah, he lost to Novak Djokovic at Wimbledon over the weekend. So they're about to go to Bahamas. He just uh, tw- him and his lady, right? Yeah, yeah. They just tweeted out, "See a Wimbledon Wimbledon on our way to Bahamas." And then the next tweet was. The reality of delayed flights and lost luggage, and it was a picture of them sleeping on the floor at Toronto Pearson Airport. They did get there safely, but their luggage did not. Uh, That was uh, Wednesday evening. It's unclear if they were able to get their luggage at this point, if they have got it, or even if they've left. The title of the uh, the article was "Were Stranded at Pearson Airport," but I haven't seen an update to say whether or not they've got on their flight and are now in Bahamas with or without luggage. So if you're a tennis
1: fan, keep your eyes peeled on the floor at Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if they leave without the luggage, you might get some uh, some sweet rackets. Free if they leave tennis without. racket. <laughs> hey, what a what a swing, you know. You're at the height of uh, your game. You're in the finals. You're in the finals (laughs) at Wimbledon. The next thing you know, you're sleeping on one of those hard benches at the airport. Like us common folk.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Man, like I don't know what they got to do to get this going, but this is a national
1: embarrassment. Yeah. It's getting worse. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. My wife uh, surprised me for my birthday. She's planned a trip to New York City for us. Oh, nice. And we're flying out of, wait for it... Pearson. (laughs) Oh, no. Should have done Hamilton. So I'm hoping between now and the time that we leave for New York, LeBron James maybe gets stuck at Pearson. (laughs) Because, like, what does it take for them to fix all the problems? 100%. How big of an athlete superstar do we need sleeping on the floor at Pearson before they start fixing stuff?
0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Could be a nice day to go to the beach. May want to avoid beaches near nuclear power plants, though, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Well, you know, there must be a story that goes along with that statement. Here we go. Uh, Down to New Hampshire, uh, beachgoers were freaked out when the nearby nuclear power plant started blaring a siren with an announcement over a loudspeaker. Attention, there is a problem at Seabrook nuclear power a problem at the nuclear power station i don't like
0: how vague the word problem
1: is Uh how how would you do in that
0: situation Do you think? I think if there was a nuclear meltdown happening, I'd just stay on the beach and say, what's the difference if I die here or a kilometer away?
1: I was talking about this with somebody recently, and because you and I have found ourselves in some interesting situations where uh, people have been hurt, needed medical attention, there's been some blood. This this sounds bad, like we're... (laughs) Serial killers or something. But remember when that lady fell down in front of us? Mm-hmm. And you and I just stood there and did nothing while everyone else around us ran to her attention and, and basically saved her?
0: There's something in my eye that if I would have got out, I would have,
1: <laughs> you know. But you've heard the phrase fight or flight. Yeah. I think you got to add another F there, which is freeze. I think yeah, we yeah. might be freezers, bud. <laughs> well, I mean... With this, I mean,
0: what what are you gonna do? Start yeah. swimming, run. And You're- by the way, I don't like the voice that's that's recor- reading that recording because it doesn't sound like it's a recording. It sounds like a guy's live going over the loudspeaker saying, "This is for sure happening." Like you want like the telephone voice. We are experiencing an unusual ex- thing at the new. Like that sounded live, and that makes me more scared
1: and very casual. Yeah. There is a problem
2: at Facebook. Clear.
1: Power. <laughs> yeah, people on the beach were a little freaked out.
0: I heard someone over a speaker say that there's a problem at the power plant and to stay away from the beach, and I thought it was scary.
2: People started coming out of their cottages. They couldn't believe, you know, what we just heard.
0: We're seeing, like, people run off the beach. We're pretty, like, scared at that point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now where are we going to go to catch our three-eyed fish?
0: Well, they obviously weren't that scared if they're still on the scene at the beach being interviewed. What was the problem? The plant was testing out their alert system. you got to be kidding me. Well, step one, get a voice actor
1: on that thing. Oh. Or start off by saying, this is a test. <laughs> right? Good point. It's like Remember Hawaii when the missile
0: defense... Uh, alert went out. Sure, when well, they thought North Korea sent something over. Or yeah, something like yeah, everybody
1: in Hawaii thought they had hours to live because it popped up on their phones. Hey, missiles are headed our yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. How hard, hard would it be
0: to type in
1: asterisk test asterisk before you put one of those out there? Human error. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Glad everyone on that New Hampshire beach is doing okay. Attention, there is a problem at Seabrook. You're clear, you're clear I wanna see your peacock
0: You Your peacock cock Your Peacock Your Peacock Your peacock, 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 peacock Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock?
1: Time to check in with our sports guy Taz and Jim joined by Devin Peacock. Another free agency day in the NHL. We got any
2: Excitement, Dev? Plenty of excitement and some confusion on my behalf because Johnny Gaudreau, who decided to leave the Calgary Flames for what he said were family reasons, ended up with the Columbus Blue Jackets, which no one saw coming, and he left a lot of money on the table. So he signed with Columbus for seven years at $9.75 million per year. Calgary offered him eight years at 10.5 million per year. So when you work that out, he left between 15 to 17 million dollars on the table. The New Jersey Devils, where he is from, also offered him more money than the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it was revealed the Blue Jackets offered him two deals and the one he accepted was for less money. It's a great deal for Columbus, but in terms of a hockey winning situation, the Blue Jackets aren't at the level of where the Flames were last year or even where the New Jersey Devils. So it was kind of confusing for Johnny Gaudreau on day one of free agency. What would attract him to Columbus? That's what everyone's asking. I mean, no, no disrespect to Columbus, but this is a franchise that has had a lot of difficulty keeping players. Patrick Laine was thought to be possibly on the way out. Maybe he wants to stay now that they have Johnny Gaudreau on the roster, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense as to why he would pick the Blue Jackets. They're in a rebuilding phase. He fast-tracks that because he is one of the absolute best players in the NHL. It's a great deal value-wise for Columbus. I just don't get it for Johnny Gaudreau what he gets out of this immediately because he's in a worse hockey situation than he was last season. Is his wife from there? I can only assume, uh, you know, there's some blackmail going on here. I don't know... (laughs) online people are saying they're
0: stunned that he that he chose this. So though if there was an obvious answer we would have heard about it well, hopefully
2: we'll hear from him i mean if he's happy then it's you know good for him it's just no one saw this coming another big question for today is what happens with Nazim Kadri he has not signed anywhere yet and he could end up in one of the uh, landing spots people thought Johnny Gaudreau was going to go to so you've got the uh, New Jersey Devils with a lot of money to spend you've got the New York Islanders with some money to spend you've got the seattle kraken with some money to spend he was uh, still talking to the colorado avalanche yesterday so where nazim codry goes today if he goes anywhere is going to be one of the big uh, focal points for a lot of people
1: it's naz watch (laughs) 2022 keep an eye on that one for us dev thanks buddy Cuckoo. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Some good news on the Ozzy Osbourne front. He must be feeling better. A couple of weeks, months ago, he had to go under the knife. He had a surgery. They never really specified. Family didn't say what exactly the surgery was, but they did say that depending on how the surgery went, it would determine the rest of Ozzy's life. Hmm. Hey. Which I guess most surgeries do. Yeah. If it goes really bad, chances are life not good. Yeah, yeah. If it goes excellent, life ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ozzy's got a new album coming out. Uh, he's got a new video, a new song. You want to hear a little bit of new Ozzy Osbourne? For sure. This is called Patient Number 9. I in the
0: field inside your mouth. Swallow a and spit mouth. Know
2: when they call your
1: name, better Boy, he knows how to give them what they want, huh? Yeah, it's Aussie. recent stuff I've I've loved like Ordinary Man under the graveyard, mm-hmm. a couple of great jams from his last album. Looking forward to this one. The video's cool because it was uh, directed by comic book creator Todd McFarlane. Mm. Remember him? Yeah, Spawn, right from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, he he created Spawn. Uh, before that, he worked for Marvel and kind of re. Uh, designed how spider-man was drawn i do believe he invented venom with the big old eyes i don't think he invented venom did he invent venom or did he just draw venom cooler than everyone else hmm. one or the other because yeah. he like the big-eyed spider-man and the crazy venom with the teeth yeah yeah like that those were his signatures back when he was with marvel anyways he used to do a bunch of music videos he did some stuff for corn yeah i remember that Freak on a leash, yeah, right? Yeah, that was such a great video. Uh, and he has—he's uh, directed uh, Patient Number Nine. Ozzy Osbourne actually is getting into it with the comics. He's going to make uh, an appearance at Comic Con in San Diego next week. So I guess that's the big one, right? I guess the surgery went well. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding! If he's able to start making public appearances again, Patient Number Nine. New music from Ozzy Osbourne. Are you
0: brave enough to let me see a big Con? <laughs>
1: have gotten rid of their manager sports time with our sports guy devin peacock dev you are a blue jays fan what did you think of the decision
2: to oust Montoyo I was a bit surprised you know if the playoffs were to start yesterday uh, they would be in uh, the Toronto Blue Jays would be in the playoffs and in fact they're only as of yesterday they were a game and a half out of the top card spot in the American League so this wasn't necessarily about wins and losses although the Jays have been struggling mightily as of late and this season I think you would have to say even though they're in a playoff position has been a disappointment just based on the way they've been playing for most of the season. They started hot, then they cooled off, then they were okay, and then they've been really cold. So in terms of the this decision uh, from the Toronto Blue Jays, you could say, well, what are they thinking? But clearly... Wins and losses weren't the complete factor in this and what it came down to from what we were hearing from the franchise yesterday was there were some philosophical differences between management and Montoyo so he is out. John Schneider is in, he was the bench coach and I like the move for Toronto. Is Schneider going to be the guy, or is he just there for the interim? He is there for the rest of the season, and if they do really well, he would obviously have the inside track to uh, be named the full-time manager. He was pretty excited yesterday, called his family. It's not the way you'd necessarily want to be named manager of a major league team, but you take what you can get when you get it, and uh, he's he's in for the rest of the season. Whether he's in next year or not depends entirely on how they do the rest of this year. Saw some Jays fans posting online yesterday saying, Bring back Gibby! Where's Gibby? <laughs> Gibby's not coming back. <laughs> I mean, uh, Gibby, Gibby left home. the first time because he had philosophical differences with uh, Ross Atkins and, and everyone, so he's not coming back, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say. That's a really nice way to
1: say you don't like somebody, eh? <laughs> we've got philosophical differences. <laughs> it's like what you write down in a divorce.
0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.